off the sit, one hand. Oh, oh the post is broken. Matthews hit it. Oh, talk about a he-man. Green rises to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. This is your football life with Rex Hunt. Fertzhoven Brothers Funerals, celebrating lives. And welcome again to This Is Your Football Life and the stars keep on coming. This is bigger than the red carpet in Hollywood, folks. I tell you what, our guest today played a total of 387 senior games and kicked over 1,000 goals. Now, 250 of those were the Mighty Blues and 136 for Glenelg in the uh, Sandville. What a star he is. Three-time best and fairest at Glenelg. A premiership player in the Sandville 1985. Jack Odie medal best on ground. Carlton premiership captain 87-95. Carlton leading goal kicker. Now listen to this. 11 consecutive years between 87 and 96. Three-time best and fairest. Five-time All-Australian. Carlton captain from 87 to 97. That's an AFL record. Captain and centre-half forward for Carlton Team of the Century. Inducted as a Carlton legend and also a member of the Australian Hall of Fame, the Australian Football Hall of Fame, and represented the Crow Eaters 16 times at Stephen Kernahan And Sticks, why don't you get a decent CV? Oh, Richie, I think you were embellished that a little bit, but thank you, mate. That was a very long and good introduction. Thank you, Not mate. at all. I don't <laughs> embellish anything. I'll be embellished before I go into that furnace, but that's another story with Tobin Brothers, I can tell you now. Uh, goodness me, you were one of the reasons I went to the footy and Princess Park was great, but let's now go to South Australia before the Blues came hunting. Uh, you, you played uh, with your brother David uh, over in South Australia, but your dad, Harry, was general manager of Glenelg, but also a club legend. Tell us about the tie-up between the Kernahan family and the Mighty Bay. Yeah, well, look, they go back a long way. Dad, Dad played at Glenelg for a lot of games, a lot of football, until his, his knees gave out. But uh, he ended up running the football club after that. He played state footy, rucked against uh, Big Nick and uh, Polly. And the, well, well, the biggest game they played was beating the uh, Vicks in 1963 at the MCG Rex, the first time the Vicks had been beaten. So Dad was a good player, and um, he took over the Glenelg Footy Club in the early 70s after he finished and... You know, saw us uh, in the second year, he won the flag. Glenelg hadn't won many, and they won one in 73. And then he had a couple of sons who, well, you know, my brother Gary also played at Glenelg, but he, he didn't quite get to league football, but uh, David certainly did. And, you know, one of my greatest moments, Rex, was um, you know, playing the 85 Premiership there with my brother. And, of course, Dad, uh, Dad in charge of the footy club and, and playing with your best mates. That's what it's all about. It is all about. You know, I can, I can remember when Curley was coaching uh, Glenelg and... Corns was in the centre, a bloke that played 897 games, a big bloke at centre forward. What was his name? Petey Carey. Goodness <laughs> me, what a what a softy he was. The Phyllises were there, and a young boy I was in the army with, I'm sure his name was Brenton Miles, and uh, you probably saw him when you were a young boy hanging around your dad's club. I did, I knew, knew him and knew all those guys, and, and you know, to play with guys like uh, Graham Corns and Petey Carey, oh. it was just amazing, I you know, played with dad and... Or, or Peter Carey just missed Dad, but Graham Corn certainly did. So, and Corns, he coached us, of course, in that '85 premiership. Yeah, so uh, and, and also goes on. A, a lot of our young listeners listening to Stephen Kernahan today, right around Australia, uh, and via the net, right via the world. Let's not muck about. They might even be look, listening to us on the moon or Uranus. There, sticks. How about that? <laughs> Rex, anyway, you go a long way, mate. You <laughs> do. Too right. There's no doubt about it. And the, well, I went into uh, into Harrods one day, and a bloke asked me, "Did I used to be Rex Hunt?" So I was in all sorts of trouble. <laughs> 
right. But on a serious note, those were the days where Victoria could pump up their big V side with the Crow Eaters and it wasn't state of origin. Yeah, no, well, that's true. Well, God, those days were fantastic. Um, you know, South Australia, um, Victoria and state of origin games were the biggest games I've played, you know, apart from playing grand finals and that. And uh, those early 80s games against the Vicks were huge games. Now, Shane O'Sullivan belted me when I played in the VFA when he played for Caulfield, but I think he's actually arrowed onto the pine. How did he, he is, reach you, Rex? Well, I don't know. I think he just, when I've been down to do up my shoelace, he went bang. But what a terrific recruiter he is, and all club has one. But he made contact with you in 79, but you were still a young 15 year old and a little bit weight challenged back then. You were just like as fine as a fairy's flute. Yeah, well, that's where the sticks name originally came from. Was but, it yeah, really? Yeah. Shano, um, Shano was onto me as a young kid, and, and, and a lot of the other clubs sort of came after that but I was always loyal to Shane and uh, the Carlton Footy Club and yeah. I just didn't want to go Rex you know I was happy playing with the boys and um, I, I, I kept making excuses and, and finally I said well you know if I w- want to win a flag Lanelg, I'll think about it and finally in 85 I did, did win one so I ran out of excuses so I thought I'd better come and give it a crack. But you'd signed three years earlier so uh, you know all you had to do uh, with, with with dad and uh, and David was uh, was win a pennant. Um, now, tell us about arriving at, uh, at at Princess Park because, gee, it was just a fantastic time. Uh, was Big Jack the president? Yeah, yes, he was. And yeah. um, no, they're great days. I mean, it was funny. David Park, and without going into too much, um, uh, you know, had been coming over to see me for a lot of years, and you know, I was a very loyal, great man, and fell in love with David Park, and, and when, I, when I finally said, yes, I'm coming, they gave me the arse a week later at Carlton. So <laughs> Robert, Robert, Robert Walls became coach, uh, Rick. So and anyway, I loved, ended up loving Walls as well, but that was an interesting start to the guy who I'd feel so much loyalty to. He was gone. And, um, yeah, look, we played, we're lucky enough to play in a, a grand final the first year, but got beaten in 86, and, of course, we followed that one up with a flag in 87. So came at a good time, and... Um, you know, it was a good start, but it was a tough start. It's uh, not easy walking in South Australia to Victorian footy. It was a big difference. I spoke to Wolsey a couple of nights ago at midnight our time, and he's in uh, France. He's in France. <laughs> yes. And I tell you what, he's sipping lattes and riding bikes, and he said, stay away from me, Rex. I tell you what, that's a far cry from the greatest sniper we've ever seen out there. Well, he, I, I, I do keep in contact a little bit with him. <laughs> I said, I can't picture you, Wolsey, walking around with a beret and, you know, <laughs> and a moustache floating around France somewhere. I, I said, wee, wee, Wolsey. He said, yeah. what do you want? I said, oh, that's all right. He takes me back uh, with uh, just absolute Hard man, Rex, wasn't no, he? Oh, like, he was hard. I know how hard he was as a player, but uh, as a coach and it, off the field, geez, he was he was fearsome at the, times. The, the, there is no <laughs> doubt about that. So uh, arriving uh, at Princess Park, um, I tell you what, I think Mark McClure might have been there at the time, established yep. at centre half forward. But uh, you you slotted in right alongside him right from day one. Yeah, I did. I played my first year with Sellers, and, and that was fantastic because he uh, he certainly shielded me a bit on the way through. And it was, it was his last year, as it turned out, at the club. And um, I owe a lot to him for uh, the way he taught me quickly how to uh, what what to expect and what to do down there. And geez, he's a hard man. I would have liked to have played with him at his all-time best, but he, he was very good to me. And um, you know, I took over for him the next year. But we had, that was a good way to walk in and uh, learn the ropes. With uh, Buckley and Co and all that sort of thing, you make the Collingwood Rat Pack look like someone meeting for a cup of coffee at the local bakery. You had some pretty tough boys there on on and off the field. What a crew that was. I lived with Jimmy Buckley for two yeah. years, Rex. That was an interesting induction into living in Melbourne and learnt, learnt, uh, 
was if the players taught me on the field, Bucks taught me off the field fairly well. So um, that was a good crew, though. You know, what a, what a, you know, all premiership players and multiple premiership players, and you know, John Wayne Johnson and Bucks and those guys and Harmsy, as hard a blokes as you want to meet. I know that uh, you know that there are some people who haven't come across, like Barry Robram, and I think. Uh, I think uh, uh, Ebert and Corns came across at the end of their Sandford careers to North Melbourne, but you came as a relative young man. W- was there always that resentment of them and us, or did you want to go and prove yourself in what was perceived, particularly in Victoria, in the big league? Yeah, I suppose that the first guys who went the year before I came were um, you know, Stephen Stretch and Danny Hughes. So that, that, that 85 and then 86 was when the South Australians really started coming in. I was matched with obviously Craig Bradley and Peter Motley and Johnny Platt and we'd played a lot of state footy together and played in South Australia and knew each other from the junior state side. So we were all sort of ringing each other that year in 80, you know, end of 85, you know, you're going to go, you're going to go. So we all sort of just about said, yep, let's go at once. So it wasn't about proving anything, it just seemed about the right time to go. And, um, you know, I mean, those guys, as you mentioned, those guys, guys like Rick Davis as well with Cornsy and, and Russell Lever came right at, the, you know, when they were 30 years of age plus. Yeah. So... You know, it was a bit easy for us. I was 22 when I got here and had some big experience. And, it, and wouldn't that be handy for the you know the kids walking to AFL footy now at a young age? It, it is hard to walk straight in and perform. Stephen Sticks Kernahan joins us right around the globe on This Is Your Football Life for Tobin Brothers, folks. And I just want to remind you, if there's one word associated with Tobin Brothers funerals more than any other, it's transparency. And transparency is what you get when you download the Memory Maker from the App Store or Google Play. It means you can check out the many service options available even before you meet with a funeral planner. If it's transparency you want, it's what you'll get at Tobin Brothers Funeral. Uh, Sticks, I'm presently uh, negotiating with James at uh, Tobin Brothers to see if we can just get you a little bit off the top, a little bit of a discount when you finally stiffen up. I appreciate all that help, Rex. Uh, it's important <laughs> to get that right at the end of your life. <laughs> Let's hope it's a little way away, though, Rex. Well, Please. I'm certain it is, mate. And I tell you what, uh, you'll have a big crowd at your funeral, but Sam Newman said there'd be 10,000 at mine. I said, that's very nice. He said, 9,900, making sure you go into the hole. So, <laughs> so how no, about no, that? Not controversial, but surprisingly, at 23 years of age and having played 25 games with the Mighty Blues, they appointed you captain. Now, when I played in the 60s and 70s, I reckon David Dench was a 21-year-old. I reckon Carey at North Melbourne was a 21-year-old. But you were just a, a starting your, your career. Did you feel any pressure or are you quite happy to take it on? No, well, I did, Rex. I thought Wesloff was joking when he pulled me into the room to say that because we had, as, as you mentioned, a lot of names, um, you know, Kenny Hunter and those sorts of guys and Wayne Johnson, all those guys at the footy club. And um, I didn't feel comfortable walking after a year and, and taking over as captain, but Robert Walls being a new coach, um, you know, he, there were a couple of guys that retired that year and the year after. And he obviously thought he needed a younger guy to come through with the crew and... You know, I didn't have much choice to take it in the end. We said, no, no, you've got it. I said, you're sure you better think about this a bit longer. But, um, you know, I took it and, and you know, the good a club that Carlton is, all the, all the senior yeah. blokes couldn't have been, uh, you know, more happy or friendly and helping me through. Did, did you think it complimented you to go to the next level, to become the elite player that you were because of the responsibility and probably the feeling that you had to repay them for the respect and honour that they gave you in captaining a famous footy club in Australia? Yeah, no doubts. But that, that's why you're a bit apprehensive about it. I mean, I wasn't scared of doing it. I just didn't think I deserved the right to take that ahead of so many senior players. But as I said... Uh, 
it does make you get the job done and it forces you to grow up really quickly, and I did. And um, lucky enough, we got a good result that first year I was captain. That many people say to me, gee, you're enthusiastic every Sunday morning. We listen to you around the globe. And uh, of course I am, because if I didn't want to do it, I'd be out fishing. Or not today, I'd get uh, <laughs> lost uh, in the dark. But the thing about it is this, is that I'm talking to some of the stars who have made the big marks on our game. And we're celebrating the football life of these people because it wants, I want to inspire young people that this young skinny kid came from Glenelg and became one of the legends of the game. And after the break, we'll be continuing with Stephen Sticks Kernahan with This Is Your Life. And you can check us out on Twitter at Rex Football Life. What about that? Uh, I, I've got a tweeting, whatever it is. The only thing that tweets here is a canary, but oh, fair, give me a break, will you? Uh, this is all for Tobin Brothers Funerals, and we're celebrating lives. You're listening to This Is Your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. Dream rises to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. You're listening to This Is Your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. And Stephen Sticks Kernahan, the Carlton legend, the AFL legend, the, the legend of Australian football right around the country. And uh, I wonder how many people listening today would have uh, modelled themselves on your mongrel finger-breaking floating punts there, Stick. <laughs> you know, look, uh, <laughs> you know, I'd love to say if, if my mum was still alive, she'd say, look, he's a good kick younger, but as he got older, he just sort of lost it a bit at the end. So, yeah, the last three or four years, uh, yeah, they, they did fly through, and it, which I heard it the other night. I don't know how many times. <laughs> I think it's Australian Russell keeps bringing it up uh, as someone floats one through. Oh, oh there's a Stick's Kernahan. But the thing about it of. is, that in 100 years' time, you will have still kicked 1,028 goals in two states. The thing of it, you know, have a look tomorrow. Oh, that was a point, yeah, but have a look in the Herald Sun tomorrow because it's a goal, you know what I mean? Yeah, but no. uh, I, I think, I don't know with you, I think the most important thing in getting a goal is getting the ball, and my goodness me, you could certainly, uh, you could certainly do that. Um, they... They were very aware in Adelaide of the mark you were making on Carlton and the Victorian Football League, and they came at you with a serious offer to go home. Tell us about that. Um, yeah, well, look, look, a few people came with offers to... Uh, yeah, sorry, Adelaide Crows, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, McDermott and uh, Tony McGuinness were my best yep. mates in life just about at Glenelg, and McDermott was captain. Uh, I was best man at his wedding, and he was best man at mine. So, you know, there was a call to come home, and, and as it happened... Rex in 1990 we'd fallen on pretty tough times and missed the finals and had fell you know fell out of uh, favour and everyone thought I was going home because we weren't playing that well as a, a Carlton but again Rex I lord of where I am I, I lord of Glenelg and lord of Carlton all the way through so um, I was always going to stay but you know I did give the respect of uh, two close mates and again Graham Corns was my was the Adelaide Crows coach yeah. the bloke I was close with so I did give it respect and spoke to a few people there but was always going to stay. To win, you must lose. In fishing, in football, in life, you've got to be prepared that you have setbacks. 93, good, disappointing year. You were just up and about, Carlton. But uh, a young man who had taken on coaching that I played three grand finals with, Kevin Sheedy, had a young Essendon side that would just follow him anywhere. They'd follow him to war. And uh, the thing about it is they got on top of you and upstaged you in that uh, 93 grand final. Yeah, that was the one to win, Rex. That was wide open in 93. And, um, you know, there, um, Michael Long was outstanding that day. And um, 
yeah, they got us early. We were five goals down before we knew it, and uh, that, that remained the way the whole whole day. So it was a tough one because they did have some, you know, they had some young players in that side, but they're, um, you know, their bottom six went better than our bottom six, and we just couldn't get it done that yeah. day. But it was open '93. It was open, and you know, for ready for anyone to win. Tell us about 95, because you'd be smarting over 93, and you, you didn't quite make it again in 94, but, you know, when uh, Big Nick and Wolsey and Jezza ran over the top of us in 72 at Punt Road, we just resolved that we were going to get our Premiership Cup back in 73. Was that the result that you were almost unbeatable in 95? Well, look, Rex, I think the hunger, certainly from 93, I mean, we lost two finals in 94, and you think that's the end of it, because we had a number, you know, seven or eight blokes in their 30s, and yet I think a lot of people said, well, that's it for them, they're done, they're cooked. And I think we just had a big resolve that pre-season, and, um, you know, the year that, without going into it, a lot of people mentioned it, David Parker gave a lot of the, you know, a lot of the uh, meetings and, um, you know, tactics and that across, and that's not taking away from Parker to the senior players, and we, it was a, a season... It was a, led by the senior players that year a lot with the with the coach who saw some value in that and um, you know we got going and you know we won 16 in a row and, and and went to the flag and won you know last couple of finals by 10 goals it was very satisfying it was, everyone got so committed that year as you say mm. your last chance at it and uh, yeah we, we were hard to beat all year. Silvani, Williams, Diesel, Cooter, terrible players, Bradley, all of them. Madden. Um, one of my favourite, Millam Hanna, the cranium. Uh, <laughs> my goodness me, you can't help but walk tall with household names like that when you go out to battle. Yeah, look, it, it's a stagger. Staggers. A lot of those blokes were like 31, 32, you know, that, that sort of game. It was hard to uh, believe that. And, and it just shows you how hard they are to win, Rex. You need everything yeah. going right in finals that you have such, you know, those sorts of names in that side. And, you know, we're only 187 and 95. It's, um, they're difficult to win, Rex, aren't they? they? Are. As you know. They are well. They are, and uh, and but fortunately, if you do win them, you were like uh, you were like me because Wolsey tells me you get together. You know whether it be ten or fifteen or two years, you yeah. catch up with blokes. It's as if you've never been away, Stephen. Yeah, that's fantastic. We've got our Glenelg thirty-year one and next year two fifteen, and uh, we've got you know eighty-seven, ninety-five. We, we always get together. We actually were so good the ten-year reunion. We have them every five years now, so <laughs> we're making the most of it, Rex, as we now, go. Now ninety-seven, you're thirty-four, and Diesel and Harry Madden decide to retire with you. Uh, was it time for you? And tell us how you knew, because no one would be telling the great Stephen Kernahan that it's it's time to leave Carlton. Well, I was, look, Rex, I was all right in 96. Um, I think I kicked six in the final, um, my last final in 96, and, and went on at 33. And I, I, I ripped the tendon off my finger that pre-season. And I missed eight weeks uh, the for the pre-season and the start of the home and away season. And it was just, my finger wouldn't bend back. And when I came back, I was a bit underdone, and, and I didn't have a great year. Had had the odd day here and there, Rexy, but you know. Yeah. And later in the year, unfortunately, missing that pre-season, I kept trying to train harder and harder to get back into it, and I yeah. did the dreaded Achilles and the calf. Yeah. So I did that uh, twice late in the season, and in the last game, Rex, I went to play. I ran out and did it in the warm-up. Yeah. So I played a quarter time, and, and I walked off off the ground. I said to Jen, my wife, that's it. I'm yeah. definitely I, cooked. I have a bit, of a bit of a chuckle. You know, he's having a, uh, having a test this afternoon, and the doctors del- decide if he plays or not. I said, what are you talking about? Surely at the highest level or any level, if you can't read what your body's telling yeah. you, you know, you're in all sorts of trouble. Yeah, no, correct. This is Stephen Sticks-Kernahan, folks. If you do... 
students uh, recognise the voice. And in 1934, Australia snatched the ashes from England and Tobin Brothers' funerals began serving the community of Victoria Sticks. And actually, I was there in 1934. Great. Euclid <laughs> got a flag there too, Rexy. Tobin now, Brothers go back a long way. <laughs> now, in the 80 years since Leo, Fonts, Tom and Kevin launched their fledgling funeral business, Tobin Brothers' funerals have served more than 228,000 families. Now, that's a not, not a bad bottom line. And become one of Australia's most respected and trusted funeral companies. Tobin Brothers Funerals, they celebrate lives and they can ease the squeeze by celebrating the life of your loved one who you've tragically lost. Ah, oh, yeah, AFL Hall of Fame inductee, legend, uh, you know, at, uh, at Carlton, uh, team of the century, all that sort of stuff. But in 2008, you were appointed president of the Carlton Football Club. Were you approached or did you have a feeling in your water that you wanted to go back as an administrator? Well, no, certainly not. I mean, I went, when I retired in 97, Rex, John put me straight on the board as more, you know, to help with footy and, and, and sort of learn under Wes Lofts as chairman of match committee because he wanted me to go into that role. And that was all okay. I helped out with a bit of assistant coaching. But to become president, obviously jumping a little bit through the tough years after the salary cap um, infringements in uh, end of 02, we lost, you know, we were pretty ordinary for a number of years. And at the end of 07, we got Dick Pratt back to the club as president, which was fantastic. Um, but, of course, he had a little issue with the ACCC there for a while. So he said, Sticks, you come as interim president in 2008. Well, I'll get this fixed up and come back afterwards. But, unfortunately, Rex, in April 2009, he passed away. And, uh, you know, on his oh. deathbed, he said, you know, Sticks, you've you got to take over. You, you're willing to do it. I said, well, OK, I'll do it for a while until we find someone someone else. So I did it for, well, till this year, Rex, six years. So. And, and, not, yeah. not as I was after it, Rex, I don't think, but, um, you know, sort of fell into it and we sort of improved gradually throughout those, you know, from there. But it was never going to be easy because you were just riddled with debt and coach sackings and uh, and and the absolute shining light in 2008 is when Juddy decided to continue his career with you. Yeah, no, I felt privileged being able to watch the great man. I mean, I used to watch him from afar at West Coast. I thought I hadn't seen anything like that his first few years from a young kid was outstanding and uh, to see it every week at Carlton um, even though it were tough times he, he dragged us back into finals and got a you know taught our blokes a new regime of how to prepare for football his, his most professional player I don't know if Craig Bradley was but Chris yeah. Judd's in a he's another level now as it's got more modern the game and um, it's been a pleasure watching him he's been a ripping I'm glad he's going on for another year Stephen, we've all been there and done that and had to do something within our business, uh, you know, sack somebody. Uh, surely your toughest uh, time in your tenure at uh, Princess Park was uh, letting uh, Premiership teammate Brett Ratton go in favour of Mick Malthouse. You must have stewed on that and, <clears throat> pardon me, would, <clears throat> beg your pardon, would not have enjoyed a good night's sleep before that happened. No, no, that was tough, Rex. I mean, I've spoken publicly before about this, I suppose. It was, um, look, it was a tough year. And, and Rats had got us, he coached so well at our footy club for five years. He, he got us from, you know, second bottom into finals. Uh, we played three years of finals in a row. Got to the second week, we lost two finals by, by a kick, which is hard to take. Got us competitive again, did a fantastic job. But in 2-12, we had a few injuries. Uh, fell away a bit at the end, but still we were yeah. winning position. We were 11-9 mm. with two games to go. We had yeah. the two bottom sides to play and Gee. lost to Gold Coast. And um, there was a little bit of heat on from our board, Rex. And, yeah, and, um, you a little know, bit. But the decision was made, and I spoke to Rats before the end of the season about it and because we knew each other well. And 
we were honest with each other and uh, thought he wouldn't be moving on. So we got it done and announced it before the last game, as he, which was out of respect for him and it was what he wanted. So we we came to that deal and, and made the call. And I can't, you know, without going on about it, how uh, shows what a great club man he is, the way he acted. And, um, you know, his press conference after that uh, was absolutely magnificent. Yeah, there was a lot of class about it. And there's yeah. a lot of class of our man today. Stephen Sticks Kernahan, folks. And our time together, unfortunately, has gone just whoosh as quick as me running in the Olympic sprint. That's like an iceberg. But Stephen Kernahan is, was, and always will be a legend of the game. And if you'd like to hear the extended version of this interview, check out facebook.com forward slash Tobin Brothers Funerals. Or follow us on Twitter at Rex's Football Life. And follow on Twitter me, Mike Canary. Tweet, tweet. This has been your Football Life, Sticks. You're sounding well. You've given us a lot of your time. And uh, I'm sure the audience today has enjoyed just uh, celebrating your football life, my friend. You're a great man, Rexy. Always anything for you, mate. This has been This Is Your Football Life. Thanks to Tobin Brothers celebrating lives. You're listening to This Is Your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. Thanks a lot.